It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science. One of us believing in the power of Jesus. But both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Holla! Oh yeah. So, it was uh, my mom's birthday recently. Happy birthday, Ro Oh yeah. and she had a big party. Yeah, oh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it wasn't like a big round number. It, was it just wasn't for, a big number, just a big party. Yeah, like three days of events. I was kind of confused. But were there any Olympic style events? There were no Olympic style events. Um, I am at one of the events, yeah. and there were people that all knew me, but I didn't know. And there was some family, but there were way more people I didn't know. Oh, and at this point, I don't to know. celebrate your mom's birthday. Yeah, which was which, which was fine, which was fine. But there was a woman there who must know me. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, your mom talks about you all the time. What type of doctor are you?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm a family physician." Yeah. And she goes, oh, you didn't want to be, like, a specialist? And I was like, well, family medicine is its own specialty. And then she goes, but you didn't want to spend some time to, like, learn a lot about a certain thing in medicine? And at this point, I was like, who does this woman think she is? And I was like, I actually love medicine and know a lot about medicine. And she goes, but you're just a family doctor. Just a family doctor. And at this point, like, I'm trying to be cool. It's my mom's party. Yeah, and I was like, right. So you didn't punch her. It was why. I was like, well, I know a lot of things about a lot of things. Did you do, like, family feud and stuff? And then I said, what do you do? Yeah. She said that. And I was like, oh, hmm. How many years did that take? And then I realized that I had let this woman get to me. Oof. And she got me pulling and made me feel sinful that I was trying to be boastful or prideful because I felt like she was talking down to me and I felt like she was talking down to my specialty. Wow. And then I realized that I let this woman goat me into what you would consider one of the seven deadly sins. Uh, uh, a pissing match? Pride. Uh. <laughs> prideful Peter? Can you tell me about that? Prideful Peter? Yeah. I'm proud. I mean, I, pride is... Pride is a big one. You know, it's interesting because there are things I'm like, today I am proud that uh, the Methacton, your Methacton Warriors field hockey team has, has a, a record that it puts them at, the, at one of the top programs in the state. But do you know that I was listening to all these sermons on Pride this week? Yeah. Who, who'd you listen to? Oh, I don't know. They all rambled on, but I listened to three or four different sermons on Pride. All right. Um, to, all what, of, to all of those people out there that hate on me for hating on religion, yeah. I've listened to more sermons than you have. And what do you so think they talk They what, said sin that plays a role in every other sin, and maybe pride is the worst sin of the seven deadly sins because it is the one where your focus becomes on yourself and is when you are turning away from God. It is when you are moving God to the periphery. 
to focus more on the powers of your own self. And having too much pride can make or omit or minimize the role God plays in your life. And that is a mortal sin. And you know what I realized? While this woman was chirping at me, I did not care. I was going to commit a mortal sin because I was not going to let this woman get the last laugh. And then you know what I did? What's that? Chirped at this woman all night and told her little nuggets of information she did not realize. Did you really? Yeah, you know what I didn't tell her about? Come on. I did not tell her about Doc and the Deacon because I knew I was going to tear into this woman on our show. Oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. What? You didn't want to do something where you'd have to learn a lot of medicine about something? what Mm. What did she do for work? You know what? I don't know. I was so prideful I couldn't even hear her speaking. I wasn't thinking about the Lord. I was thinking about myself and my own anger. And then I realized maybe pride is a sin. Yeah, I mean, you know, in in Proverbs 16, it says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil." With the proud. I don't know. It makes me sound like I have to act like Eeyore. Yeah, things are okay. I think How that's where we... Day? I think that's. I think that's a... Um, that's where we How's can... work? Uh, you know, I went on a trip with my buddies recently. They're like, how's work going? I'm like, great. Yeah. Great. Practice is great. I'm loving the patients. I wanted to continue to go... I wanted to, to, to continue to build the relationships I have. And I want to continue forward. And it is going great. And I am embracing... That I am loving my overall practice. I think it's easy to, to have some lines that we, um, that we draw, that we look at as hard lines. But it's okay to appreciate life. It's okay to appreciate something going well and to celebrate those things without being proud. I think when it replaces the position. So for instance, you know, for me, I'm always proud of my food. But... If I was to then, uh, you know, put it in a position in my life, but then if somebody tasted it and didn't like it and it became, you know, low, how can you not like my food? You must be, your taste buds must be wrong, which would probably be the case. Then I think that's where it becomes prideful, right? That's where it becomes something that becomes an issue that overtakes, you know, when it becomes the forefront, well, it's interesting because you look at the definition of pride. Yeah, what's the definition? There are positives and negative definitions. So number one, inordinate esteem for one owns excellent. Number two, a reasonable self-esteem. <laughs> number three, pleasure that comes from relationships or associations. So pride is not always bad. So why is the church trying to make the idea of pride bad? Why are you guys taking something that can be a positive and trying to turn it negative. I thought the church was supposed to bring positivity. Well, I think, I think the, biggest, the biggest thing is the idea of Christianity is that, you know, God sent his son and his actions and this act of love by God um, provided our salvation and everything is the basis for Christianity. And it even says, you know, Paul says in uh in the new testament you know it's so no one man can boast right it's not based on anything a man has done you know grace is sufficient and it is and we are all uh given the gift of life through the sacrifice of jesus christ not by anything any other person has done so you can't say hey 
I've earned, I've done more schooling, earned more money or done all of these things so that no one can boast and put themselves above what Christ did to make it the ultimate sacrifice. So I think the church recognizes that, well, as people, the one thing we want to do is work hard for our accomplishments and and share them with others and compare them with others. I mean, this is obviously as old as time, right? If it's been written in the Bible. That's, the, that's where the tricky part, and that's where pride becomes a sin, the comparing with others. Yeah. I can be happy for my friends who are doing well, and I would like to think, I think all my friends are doing well. But in no way when we go out do I feel like there's a reason to compare. I am my own person. And I know I have collected a combination of friends who have their own personalities. And I really try to embrace their own skills or personalities. And so many of my friends are good at things I'm not good at. I really enjoyed that. Absolutely. It makes your life better, right? As much as I want to push back on, you know, all the things in the Bible and how different we are, I couldn't embrace the deacon more for the things that he's amazing at and things that he's better at than me, whether or not it's, you know, cooking or singing or the ability to not have notes when we come into a podcast because it's already (laughs) in his brain. Whereas I have to write these notes down because our preparation is different. Yeah. I love those skills, right? Like I've embraced those skills. And so I want to tell the church, I can have pride, and my co-host can have pride, but that doesn't mean that if there's someone who doesn't host a podcast, I don't find them interesting and don't want to spend time with them. Well, I think, I think the idea that there are... So, so we're going to do a series here on, on the seven deadly sins. And this is one of what they call the mortal or deadly sins. Yeah. Now, the Bible doesn't really refer or specifically identify... Yeah, I want to know who came up with this idea because there's not one area in the Bible that refers to these sins. Yeah, I, the one that actually gets mentioned the most throughout the Bible is pride, though, which is yeah. interesting. Well, because not lust, not sloth, not greed, not gluttony, not envy, and not even the wrath. Yeah. Think about how pride can distract us. I mean, have you, you just said yourself, in fact, you gave a story that absolutely showed us you because she tricked me you were so proud she was satan you can't she even was the remember devil. what she did because your pride got in the way it did of even being capable of listening and diffusing in a way that you probably could have made a sensible argument or listened to her story and what she did and probably have understood maybe even where she was coming from and said, hey, you know, I've, you're not the first person to think that um, by not focusing on any one area, I have, you know, I may have limited scope as a doctor because I don't have a specialty. I have a specialty. But what you it's may family not, medicine. In your mind. But no. what you may not, for her, but what you may not be aware of, that family medicine is a specialty because I have to treat so many parts of the I have to understand all of these things. I I'm not a cardiothoracic surgeon. I'm going to tell you. 
I don't remember what she did because she said so many words after that that yeah. didn't correlate to each other. They were longer than the last podcast we just released, which was our longest podcast <laughs> ever. ever. That's how much she spoke. Yeah. You know what? But you're right. Proverbs eleven twelve. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. And the question is, how do we build humility? Now, so in, being in the medical field, I mean, you all, I'm, I'm sure you, you must see pride often do you see an arrogance do you think pride and arrogance are similar pride and arrogance can be similar but you can have pride without being arrogant Mm. and actually i think that the medical world often teaches humility there is no doctor that knows everything yeah there is no answer to every set of symptoms that comes into your office there are probably going to be some diagnoses that we find later in life that have a group of symptoms that we have not fully put together yet also playing sports growing up short teaches you to be humble unless you're lebron james unless you're tiger woods or Michael Jordan, you've not been the best every time forever. In medical school, when you get there, everyone there was smart. I was Mm. not the smartest person in my medical school. Maybe the most handsome, but definitely not the smartest person (laughs) in my class. Right? And it humbled me. It made me realize I'm going to have to work hard. In residency, there is quite the cast-type symptom from one year to another. And you don't necessarily know as much as their person before. What you're hoping to do is that you connect with patients and you continue to build your education. But I feel like playing sports and going to medical school humbled me. Is there a time when you're speaking to a patient who's talking about some alternative medicine where you let them get you? Right. Where they go, hey, I read on the internet, the vaccine does this and that, and I shouldn't get it. Where all of a sudden, the same way that this woman did to me, I let it get me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My times where I fail as a physician is when someone is saying something so ridiculous that I feel like they draw me in. Mm. And I'm still learning the ability to how can I help this person yeah. without engaging in this bullshit that yeah. they're okay. I think, yeah, right? this, I, I still want to help this person. And there's times game. where I can let them go, hey, I'm taking this and that and these vitamins and I'm going to spend all these money on vitamins and then I recommend a treatment and they defer... That those are times yep. where pride pulls at me. Mm. You and, know, and there was a time where I've said, and I really try not to, and I go, oh, I'm sorry. Where did you go to medical school? Did I pay you a copay for recommendations today? Do you host a podcast? And I don't want to get drawn in, but it happens to me. I have done a mortal sin. Well, and I, so I, wrote, I go through the same thing because I listen to podcasts uh, and sermons as well from all over the country and different preachers and, and, and pastors and often hear them use words like mortal sin, right? Mortal which, combat. Which I don't necessarily agree with. You know, I don't believe that there's any sin that is greater. I, I think it, it, it exactly contradicts the idea. I'm going to go with the wrath. Okay. Sloth doesn't sound that bad. He's lazy, <laughs> right? Right. But I think, you know, when you think about it, 
This idea that you can there's no way pride that you can is categorize worse than, than well. Wrath. I, listen, I think pride can lead us down a lot of paths. I think pride can lead us to many of those things. You don't think Putin is prideful, do you? To <laughs> Yeezy, any chance he's prideful? No. But to believe that we can accomplish these things on our own uh, can definitely lead us down a path that can get scary. Yeah. I have a favorite uh, quote by C.S. Lewis. Pride is competitive by its very nature. That is why it goes on and on. If I am a proud man, that as long as there is one man in the whole world more powerful or richer or cleverer than I, he is my rival and my enemy. Wow. Doc versus the deacon. I mean, that's pretty... Well spoken. I think when C.S. Lewis is talking... Oh, you think I said that well? I think you said it really well. thank you. Thank you. And I think what C.S. Lewis is saying is, you know, there's a point in the Bible when when Paul is talking. He says, you know what? Jesus came and and he he abolished the law. And Paul talks about how when he was of the Jewish faith, that he knew... All of the laws. I mean, there are so many laws that Jews have to abide by. And he says, there was no one who knew or abided by more than I. Mm. However, when Jesus came, he abolished the law. He put it to death. It died with him. And then with his resurrection came life. Life that we can't earn, but that was given to us as a gift from God through his son. But however, if you want to, then behold the law, then you must behold every law. And no man can do that. And so it was Paul's way of saying, look, look, look. If you, if you want to go by this book, these laws, you can do that. But then you better, you're going to be subject to everyone. And failure to, to uh, adhere to any one is complete and utter failure without um, resource for repentance. Yeah. However, if you believe and you subscribe to the idea and believe in the fact that God gave a son who uh, atoned for our sins and atoned for and abolished these laws with him, then you know that the laws have a different place for you now. Because now you aren't beholden to the laws. You uphold them because of your affiliation to Christ, but they're not your driving factor. So it becomes, it's just a mindset shift. It is, it is. But without using Jesus and without using that, I actually, as a person, feel most of the time humble until I feel challenged. I know I don't need everything. I have a chip on my shoulder from when I was 22 and 23, first in medical school, feeling like I wasn't doing well enough and feeling the need to continue to read. And Do you think it's ever affected a diagnosis because you were either too proud to look at information or too proud to be wrong that you made a misdiagnosis? No. Okay. I'm sure I've missed a diagnosis. But actually, my recommendations for doctors are, in reference to pride, is first, listen to patients, right? There are times where we go in and we have an idea in our head. Sometimes patients have an idea that initially I don't love or I don't think is the right diagnosis. But always, the key is at the beginning is stop, listen, hear the story, 
see if it applies. There are a lot of times where patients figure out their own diagnosis. Do you find that, that sometimes that is their pride? Like patients are prideful that they found a diagnosis and they are so sure that's their diagnosis. Like, can we be blinded by that pride, right? Of can course, we be blinded by the idea that it, everything has led me to believe it's this, so I believe it's this until you show me otherwise? Yes, yes. But there are times where they're correct, and I try to go, hey, you did a great job. Or even if they don't, I've, I'm just learning to change my phrasing. Well, I think that's an interesting idea. These are some things that point to that. I don't want to come to a final diagnosis yet. We're not going to rule that out. That's part of our differential, but I think that's a good idea. Also, I'm not against consulting with my partners. If somebody comes in and says something and they go, hey, I think it's this, and I go, well, let me ask some of my friends. Luckily, I have friends that do different types of things, and so I would run it by them. Sometimes, I think I already have the answer. How often do you put it into Google? Uh, Pretty rarely. Pretty rarely have I ever used Google. Sure, sure. Uh, In the past month, when's the last time I Googled something? For Like, as a diagnosis based on symptoms related to a patient? Pretty rarely. Yeah. There is a search engine that is medical. Okay. Yeah, so I, I use- What's it I called? I use the search engine. Well, I w- used to be owned by a certain health system. Oh, okay. So and the search engine- called UpToDate. Is enterprise-wide, specific to your health yes, system. Yes, and now okay. I got bought by a bigger health system called Jefferson Health. Oh. And Jefferson Health. You're part of Jefferson Health? You know that. That's amazing. You know that they bought us, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and you know what the best part is? So uh, Einstein is Jefferson Je- and Jefferson is Einstein? Uh, Jefferson bought Einstein and we are all together. But Einhorn is Finkel? Finkel is Einhorn? Finkel. You know what the best part is? Uh, because of the podcast, the social media digital marketing team has reached out to me and asked me if I can help them do TikToks. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've started to do TikToks on the Jefferson Health page. Yeah. Uh, but needless to say, other things. Do you think it's prideful? Like, is it pride that makes people do things like sunning their perineum? Well, I know you told me you were going to start sunning your perineum. And you wanted me to come in to look at it to make sure you didn't have any squamous cell carcinoma on your taint. Exactly. That you didn't have a basal cell carcinoma on your grundle. That's right. And I will tell you, there was not that much sun damage, right? From the bottom of your balls to your anus, where your rectum starts, honestly... Really beautifully tanned. It's a nice brown color. And at this point, I don't see any sun damage. But having children and a job, where do you find the time to sunbathe your perineum? I was just asking if, it's a, if it links to pride. <laughs> it probably does. It probably does. If you are sunbathing your perineum, you probably, uh, you know, are maybe a little bit too prideful. But for doctors out there, I will tell you one thing that I uh, want them to know. Okay. okay. Say, I don't know. Oh, uh, it's okay to I say. I think it's the same thing in the church. Yeah. Sometimes you come in and symptoms just started. And symptoms have to change over time sometimes before you can confirm a diagnosis. And also, you learn from your mistakes. Like I can think of certain ones in particular where I read something through too quickly. Or I Do tried. you have a mistake that stands out as something you would have done differently in relation to a, a patient situation? Not diagnostically. No, no, no particular situation stands out. I think more than anything, when it comes to communicating with patients, probably the biggest one that ever has happened negative is letting my pride get in the way. When I feel like someone's challenging me or when I feel like 
someone is spewing information that's not true. There's no reason for me to argue or explain to a patient that they're wrong. And there are times where patients are so set in their ways, whether or not it's, you know, politically or medically, how can I continue to have this balance and show that I care about them? I phrased something to someone recently who, you know, wanted a treatment and wasn't doing well with it. And I said, well, then you don't have to do it. He goes, so you, you don't care if I live? And I was like, no, oh. no, no. But, you know, you've yeah. lived this long and, and haven't been getting this treatment. Yeah. You know, you don't have to get it. And he's like, you don't care about me. And I was like, no, you said you didn't want the treatment. And, and then I couldn't get out of it. And then it led to us, like, arguing. And I was like, you're twisting my words. And this is one of the worst patient encounters I've ever had. And he goes, this is a terrible patient encounter. And I was like, well, this is so bad. I, I hope I never see you again. And I wish that was my pride. That was my mm-hmm. pride. He obviously heard something I wasn't saying and took me the wrong way. And, and it went the wrong direction. Yeah. I'm going to give you, though, medical issues that probably don't get brought up due to patient's pride. Okay. Number one, erectile dysfunction. ED. Yeah. So I try to ask about it. You do? Yeah. yeah it's not weird. Yeah. Yeah. People have normal conversations. You know, are you able to get an erection? Are you able to get an erection that can finish through sex? Are you able to masturbate? And there's whole different levels of ED. Yeah. Number two, urinary incontinence. Oh. It's a little bit easier to treat if you get the urge and you have to rush to the bathroom and then you leak because you don't get there in time as opposed to coughing and sneezing. Coughing and sneezing is hard to fix. Yeah, I'm actually uh, uh, auditioning for a Depends commercial where they're trying to remove the stigma. Are you really? I'm saying, yeah, the incontinence might not look like, you know, everything we think, right? When we see, I think if you say incontinence, we all see... A, per, a vision in our head of what that person looks like. And it's, I'm sure you, being a physician, know it's not always the case. I just want you walking around in your deacon outfit and like preaching, like, you know, and then the Lord came down upon thee with grave vengeance. Ooh! <laughs> and all of a sudden. A little slipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you know, your white shawl is wet. And then they do another version. And you have the depends on, and you're able to keep going. Yeah. And you find someone who is just about to find the sin of pride, and you bring them back. Yeah. And you keep that person from that's committing good. a that's mortal a, sin. That's a great commercial. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great. It would I be like, great. Two versions. That's right. Almost a side-by-side, the duets, as they call yeah. it on TikTok. So I'm going to tell you, the third one is substance abuse. Yeah. But pride now has been taken and used in all sorts of different ways. So I'm going to go back to a quick history of two different times where Pride is used. So June now is Pride Month. Yeah. At the Stonewall Inn in around 1969, a woman named Brenda Howard started to use the term Pride in reference to positivity for the... Regarding the LGBTQ community. Okay. And June is Pride Month. And it was uh, officially recognized by Bill Clinton in 1999. And it was all about acceptance, it was about inclusion, and it was about positivity. And so this thing you called a sin, really, for that community, has been really a pretty amazing term. And I love how we can take words and have them in different ways. From a mortal Ah, sin to a way to celebrate inclusion, a way to celebrate acceptance, a way to bring positivity to people and help bring people together. I think that's awesome. But then... Pride has been taken in the wrong way. Well, according to me, you may have different thoughts, but in 2016, 
the Proud Boys came. And the Proud Boys, if you don't know. What, a, well, yeah, what, what is that? They're an, an alternative right hate group. Okay. And they are, you know, started by this guy, McInnes. And he co-founded Vice Magazine. And he is creating a group of people that are very much for uh, far right-sided political beliefs. And he actually has four degrees of membership. The Proud Boys have been implicated in January 6th and many other things. So we're going to talk through the four degrees of membership. Are you ready? Yeah. The first step you need to do to become a member is you need to state, I am a Western chauvinist and I refuse to apologize for creating the modern world. Huh. Number two, you have to get beaten by your other proud boy brethren. While you're beaten, you need to be able to name at least five cereals. And once you have finished naming five cereals, they will stop the beating. Okay. So we're going to start that now. I'm trying to think if I can think of I'm, one. I'm, I'm going to hit you. You ready? Yeah, okay, I'm going to give you a second. Raisin Bran, Captain Crunch, Fruit Lubes, Lucky Charms, Tricks. Good. That was pretty easy. Okay. I know I saw his platelets earlier. They're fine. He's not going to be Number four, number three, you have to get a tattoo. And number four is you need to fight for the cause. You actually need to go out and do some sort of fight for the cause, whatever that may be. Hmm. That's the Proud Boys. That is the Proud Boys. I don't know if I'd be proud to be no, part of that organization. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Oftentimes, serial killers have been caught due to pride. Mm. Right? They always want someone else to know, hey, this was me. You know, most serial killers, in the end, it's that they can't go on without taking the credit for this. And so pride may not be. I often see that on, yeah. on like, uh, criminal minds where they've, ex- they've, they've flawlessly uh, executed uh, a multitude of crimes and then all of a sudden they. they it becomes a mind game. They play games. They take it too far, and then they get caught, which is great. Yeah. Because I don't condone crimes, and and I and I want to say that neither one of us um, we uh, looked it up and 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 use it as a point of reference and how words can be twisted. But neither one of us condone the activities of the Proud Boys. But I'm in it here, and I want to celebrate Pride Month. Yeah. And it's time for some questions for the deacon. Are you ready? Holla. Number one. These, I'm going to give you two options, and I want to know what you're more proud of. Okay. Are you more proud of your cooking or your athletic coaching abilities? Mm. I'm going to go cooking. Okay. Next. No, I'm going to go coaching because coaching, I really get to make an impact on people. There's nothing more. Um, I had a little girl come up to me this week uh, during coaching one of the games. She said, Coach Pete, you really make field hockey fun. You need to make sure they all call you Coach Deacon, please. Oh, I'll work, yeah, I'll yeah. Work we on need it. to stay with it. We yeah. need to stay standardized. We got right? to change the lane. I got yeah. it. I got it. I feel it. Next, your acting skills uh-huh. or your podcasting skills. Oh, my podcasting skills. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm seeing you act. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're, you're great at both. I'm enjoying it. Tell us about the TV show, the episode you were in recently. Yeah, it was on episode, uh, season two, episode 10 of Masterminds of Murder on the Oxygen Network as Detective Steven Berg. I love it. I love it. You should still be referred to as Deacon Berg. Holla. Okay. Next, your parenting or your husbanding? Oh, um, definitely my parenting. I 
work every day on being a better husband. And I'm certainly not worthy of the woman uh, that uh, has been with me for almost, we'll be celebrating 15 years this year. So I'm proud of my parenting and not worthy of my husbanding and I try to get better every day. Well, I'm proud of the fact that when I wasn't at my best when I was younger, I didn't give up and I pushed through. And whether or not I graduated first in my medical class, that's not important. I don't need to be the best family doctor, but I want to be a great family doctor. I want to continue to learn about medicine. I want to continue, more than anything, to learn about the people I take care of. And I think that as a physician, what I need to do is make sure I realize I am there for others. I am there to give advice. And learning over time to not get into like a, a step in a minefield. Yeah. And finding when I walk into a room and realize someone is here and they want to debate me, to find a way to step around that and to not let my pride get in the way of the job I'm here to do. Well, you sometimes... I'm definitely not always successful at it. Sometimes you just got to say, Big wheel, keep on turning. Proud Mary, keep on burning. And we're rolling, rolling, rolling down the river. Two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaks. Thank you to our producer, Tucker Butler, our rapper. Franchise. Franchise. Check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. We may be on Twitter. Oh, we have lots of places. So check us out. Uh, Thank you, wives, for letting us take time to do this. And as always, peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market it. Brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% 100% authentic, you can't fake it, often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in, now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.